Uh, good morning, everyone. I'm uh, Seng An, the Honorary Consul of France here in Penang. I was a last-minute replacement. So um, I was just telling uh, Pauline and Izudin, you know, how everything came about. No, actually, I knew about this book months ago because, um, you know, I would have exchanges with uh, Salma. And then about more than a week ago, I believe, uh, we, we had some kind of Zoom talk, okay? And the first thing that Serge said to me is that, you know, at least let me know questions beforehand that I plan to pose. Um, yes, um, I actually uh, shared some things on, on, on WhatsApp. Now, the, the other person who was supposed to moderate uh, this, this launch uh, was Clement Liang. Um, if you care to check, he's actually one of the contributors to the book, right? And he did uh, leave me some questions to ask Serge. And I think we have actually gone through that yesterday when we were having some cakes, coffee. So I'm not going to take too much of your time. So I'm going to leave the rest to Serge. Serge, would you allow questions from the floor? Yeah, I think that would be nice uh, for those who have read the book, even partially. Uh, we would welcome questions. Uh, we, we won't see it as an interruption. Okay, um, I think uh, let's give a, a hand to Serge to start off this session, just to warm up. Maybe before the first question, can I say a word? A word of thanks, of course. First to all of you to be here uh, this morning. And because it's amazing, between the moment I was looking at the manuscript in the archives of Collège General, and today, uh, a lot of water run under the bridge, a lot of people have been involved in this project. Without them, it will not have been possible. Of course, the first one I should thank is a historian professor, a French professor of history, Bernard Patari, who is the one who is the founder of the diary. Then, of course, all the team of the Collège General, starting with his rector, uh, Father Stanley Anthony and his team, who welcomed me uh, when I was uh, looking uh, at the diary. Then, after in my uh, home, I translated this diary. I was welcomed by Salma, Ku Salma from Areca Book, who was interested, accepted to publish it. And the team, they did a great work because you are going to understand this morning, listening to me, that my English is very poor, very bad. And uh, they did a lot of work to make it readable. <laughs> and the French embassy, without the, from a team, from an uh, ambassador that's, I think, quite a few of you know, Frédéric Laplanche, uh, the cultural uh, person in charge, Roland Husson, the project will not have been possible because they accepted to sponsor the, the book. Uh, so that's, uh, and, and today, uh, the uh, Georgetown Literary Festival, who invite me, Alliance Française of Penang, uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of people involved, and I, I want to thank all of them 
without them uh, and Simon today, which is uh, with me. Without them, I will not be here today. Uh, so thanks to all of them, thanks to you, and let the festival start. Okay, we should appreciate the effort that actually Sach drive all the way up from Malacca to be with us today. And he'll be in KL in December. Can you just share with the audience? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's, I think, December the 3rd, if I'm not mistaken. Is it December 3rd? In on the 13th December, oh, 13 13 December. December, Monday Talk at Alliance Francaise Kuala Lumpur, mm. provided everything is fine today because they still have time to cancel everything. Mm -hmm. um, the diary was actually quite interesting, but what was interesting to me was actually the journey of the College General, which started off in Ayodhya Siam. So, Serge, can you just give us an idea how it all ended up in Penang, from all the way from Ayodhya and ending up in Penang, the journey of the College General? Uh, yeah. It's a Cut the long story short. Uh, maybe I should say a, a, a word. I'm not. I don't know if all of you are familiar with the Society of the Foreign Mission of Paris. Uh, this association of priests created in the 17th century uh, to evangelize the East because Portugal and Spain was not doing the job anymore. It started with them, and Rome, the Vatican, uh, gave to the king of Portugal and king of Spain the temp his temporal power, in particular, to choose the bishop. But in the 17th century, new power uh, came in a picture, Holland, uh, Great Britain, and uh, Portugal uh, is on in decline. And these two countries are no more Catholic, but Protestant. So it was time to, to do something else, to, to try to take out from the Portugal his prerogative and start something anew. And this mission was given to the French priest. Because what, what is interesting with this society is not a congregation, as you know them when you heard about the, uh, the Jesuit or uh, the uh, Sister of the Poor or whatever. It is an association of priests, uh, the three of them were asked to come to Rome, where they were immediately uh, nominated as a bishop. But the novelty is they didn't have any territory. They were bishop at large. And they were sent to new country where the faith was not yet dead, China, uh, Cochin China, Tonkin, the two days Vietnam. So they left. Out of the three, only two reached Southeast Asia. One passed away in India. And they never reached their destination. They met in Ayutthaya, capital of Siam, uh, where they decided to stay because they were welcomed by the king of Siam, who offered them a piece of land uh, to settle down. The political situation seems to be uh, quite comfortable, so they decided to stay and very fast it was their mission to create a seminar, which came to be called the Collège Général, because their mission is to form local 
priest uh, as much as possible. So for a century, everything went smoothly in Ayutthaya until 1765, where the Bumis attacked Siam uh, and destroyed Ayutthaya, forcing the French community to leave the college, uh, sending the college to exile, first uh, uh, south of Siam and then on the border of between Cambodia and Cochinchina, uh, Vietnam, in the Chinese politics, we'll call Ondat. But again, uh, the situation ended very badly, and there was something like the modern boat people obliged to uh, leave. They reached Malacca, where they stayed a few months, but they were not really welcome, neither by the Dutch, who were Protestant, neither by the Catholic, but who were Portuguese and didn't like at all the French people. And so finally, they moved to India, Pondicherry, where they are going to settle down for a few years. But Pondicherry is too far away from Southeast Asia, from Vietnam, from China. And the number of students will decline until Paris decides to close down the college in Iraq. Is how, a few years later, Finally, the college will reopen in Penang. Because why is it necessary? Because every time the Catholic faith is under pressure in a country, you cannot have a base, you cannot have a seminary. So the seminary has to be put in a safe place. The first place they were thinking of was Manila, Catholic. Mm -hmm. Yes, but same as the Portuguese, the Spanish didn't like very much the French. When the MEP wrote their first letter to ask the King of Spain to open their college in Manila in 1802, in 1807, he had yet to answer the letter. So that's, Malacca was also a choice, but for the reason I just told you, it was not possible. So finally, it's Penang who came in a picture. Why? Because a small community was just born Penang was just born in 1786. Few Catholic uh, uh, follow Francis Light from Kedah to, uh, to Penang. So there was already a Catholic base. So that's why in 1808, the a group of students and the first new uh, superior arrived in uh, Georgetown, where they're going to stay for one year until they, they bought a piece of land in Pulaoticus, where they are going to settle down uh, in 1809 until mm -hmm. their disappearance a few years ago. Okay, the one French word that actually appeals to me is the word laïcité. Yeah, because uh, apparently it affected how the missionaries could perform their task when it comes to teaching. I'm not sure I understand the, the question. But if I understand, this uh, become an issue late 19th century, early 20th century, uh, following the uh, political evolution in France, uh, where the, uh, the left at large uh, wanted to separate the religious from the uh, temporal, from power. Uh, called laic power. Uh, the, the 
and especially the education, was not supposed to be under the purview of any uh, Catholic uh, Christian congregation. Uh, and that's why all the, the Catholic schools were uh, closed in France. The, in fact, it's something maybe we may not, not know is that because of that, a group of French students from the seminar in Paris, 26 of them arrived in Penang to continue their study in the Collège General because the situation was very tense and bad in France. Uh, so, <laughs> in some way, uh, it was uh, what was bad for the religion at large was good for the Collège. Same about when colonialism. Uh, about colonialism, it's obvious that evangelization and colonization went together. But it's interesting to note that the progress of colonization, especially in Indochina or France, was bad for the college general because colonization means peace. Peace means that you can open seminar in your own territory. Uh, and that was bad for Penang. Mm -hmm. Whereby, when the situation was difficult, uh, it was good for Penang because uh, all the bishops from Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, so, sending their students to Penang. Uh, but when colonialism triumphed, it was no more necessary. So, this, what is good for one may not be good for the, for the other one. But anyway, I'm not sure I answer your question regarding laicity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, uh, how were the students selected? The, the, the student was selected by their uh, mission. So the uh, MEP in, uh, in Asia at large, of Asia, and Asia because it goes from Japan to Tibet to Indonesia, India, beside uh, Southeast Asia, uh, you will find in a book the list of missions which were active during the uh, World War II, but depending on the time, the number of missions have been uh, different, mm. but you are speaking of few, few dozen of, mm. of missions. So each, at the head of a mission, you have a bishop, mm. and he's the one in charge of selecting is uh, the student to be sent to, to Penang. Also, depending on the time, at the beginning, uh, until 1921, the Collège General was a minor and a major seminary. It's only after 1921 that it became only a major seminary. That means the mission, each mission, was in charge of the first formation. The minor seminary was mostly to learn Latin, because the originality of this Collège General from 1665 until 1965, the language of teaching is Latin. Mm. So you need to master Latin for the, your courses, but also for the, is used in the daily life of the, of the school, of the Collège. Mm -hmm. So that was the, the most uh, important uh, things done during the uh, minor uh, seminary years. For example, in, uh, for the mission of Malacca, when Malacca was still the name of Malaya, the minor seminary was in Singapore, in Serangoon Road. 
So it's only after they completed this uh, semi-femina semi that they were sent to the uh, major seminary in, in uh, Benin. The selection is done at the mission level. The, the college just welcome who are sent to, to them with the possibility to uh, fire whoever they, 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 they want. In fact, the thing I want to say, the diary was kept by Father Rouen, the superior, from 1931 until 1946. But I translated only the part between 39 and 46. Why? Because before, between 31 and 36, mm -hmm. it is mostly about arrival and departure of students. It's where you realize that some students decide to leave on their own. Uh, many students actually, not uh, just some. They decide to leave, mm. or they are called back by the bishop, mm -hmm. or some students are fired mm -hmm. for uh, moral inconduct, mm. for uh, bad behavior, mm. not being fit uh, to, be, uh, to become a priest. Oh. What is important to know is that the diary never precise the reason. It's no detail. Does the student have committed uh, robbery, aggression, a fight, uh, a sexual misbehavior? We don't know. But uh, the, the college uh, takes the liberty uh, very often to fire a student. It's not, uh, it's not that simple I mean, uh, to, become a, to become a seminarist. I mean, you, you need to feel some condition. If you don't enter and you don't fit, uh, you will not. Uh, you will not uh, be uh, kept in the college. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this uh, Rohan took over as superior in 1930. When was he replaced as the superior? Six. Uh, so the, uh, in fact, is one of the reasons. Uh, because the uh, maybe it's interesting to, to mention that uh, the the diary is anonymous, no author. So how? I took the, the, the responsibility to put the name of Marcel Rouen as an as author mm -hmm. for a few reasons. And the date are uh, one of them. Marcel Rouen arrived as a director in 1925. Director is a name given to the teacher. He becomes superior in 1930. Today he's called a rector. And he left to France in at the end of 1946. And it happened that the, the diary started a few months after he became superior and stopped a few months before he left to France. In fact, I believe he stopped to write the diary when he received a letter from Paris calling back in September and he left in November. So that was a very important uh, in, in, in this reason for me to, uh, I have some other reason. Uh, first, of course, you have to be one of the seven directors. Out of these seven directors, only three stay in Penang during all the duration of the war. Four, at one moment or the other, were posted outside Penang. One was arrested and sent to Shanghai in Singapore. One was uh, working with the bishop in Bao, the Catholic Agricultural Center in Negri Sembilan, and two uh, ended the war in the province 
sa buong pray, matong tingi. So, these four are out of the picture. We are left with three, and out of the three, only one have date who fit perfectly. And for me, the, the ice on the cake was reading sometimes in 1943 that for security reason, the statue of the Virgin Mary standing uh, in front of the college was parked, uh, as he said, in my office. And my office is the office of the superior. Uh, it, 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 it takes so much trouble to hide his name during all the writing that you will never guess who is writing. But I think he committed a small mistake, uh, which uh, allow me to say that uh, most probably, if not definitively, the diary was written by the superior, none other than the superior. I, I may have been a bit lost. Initially, I thought that it was just one thick diary, but as I read, you know, it's not just one, but they were also, they were also made up of notebooks and exercise books. Exactly. I mean, it started as a diary on a proper uh, a diary book uh, with a, a black uh, cover, thick cover, looked. I mean, like anybody who wants to write a diary will choose a proper support book to do so. But during the war, it seemed that it was a different story. Uh, he wrote on anything available. Uh, he hide his uh, first black tick book. Well, he don't say, he just said that he keep it safely in the college, maybe sometime, somewhere in the attic, or I don't know. And he started to use a school, a school book, mm -hmm. uh, like the students are still using today, and even a free, free page, whatever. And all that school book are supposed to be joined together uh, at the end of the war to become the, the diary. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, it's a bit confusing because he wrote that he had hit the book somewhere in the College General, but I thought they had already vacated the College General and moved to the Mario Field. Yes. The, they move, uh, so the, can we put things in perspective, the College General, you know, was in Pulaoticus. Maybe I should, at the end of the story, in 1983, the College was moved to Tanjong Bunga in the retreat house of Tanjong Bunga called Mayofil, and one year later, the property was sold off uh, to developer and destroy. Today, it is Gurney Plaza. If you want to know where was the College General, just go to Gurney Plaza. And next door, where their good friend, the brothers of the Christian school, where the novitiate still exists, have been saved, is called Sanjo, in the middle of uh, Gurney Paragon. To, to tell you what, what I call the, the Latin quarter of Penang, it was huge, this Pulaoticus. Not only a college, a novitiate, a parish, uh, how many schools? The brothers were running three schools. Uh, the sisters were running two schools. Uh, and there was around them a, a very important community of Eurasian people, plus not to forget the uh, Kelavai uh, Catholic Seminary, cemetery where many French people are buried. Uh, it was why I call Pulaoticus the, the, the Latin quarter of, of Penang. Uh, is a very Frenchy, used to be a very Frenchy uh, area, which you can see only today through the name of the street, 
like uh, Laurent Maktab or uh, uh, the Maktab uh, Square, I don't know, but for the rest, I mean, well, the parish is still there, the church is still there, and the school. So, the, uh, before the Japanese arrive, when they considered that it was too dangerous to stay in town, especially after the terrible week of bombing in Georgetown preceding the arrival of the, the Japanese army, they decided to move to Mayofil, which is the country retreat, a piece of land they bought in 1848, mid-19th century, to go for vacation, uh, to do some uh, develop agriculture as a source of revenue. Because to give you an idea of the size, College General, Pulauticus, is eight hectares. The Mayofil, the country retreat, is 80 hectares, 10 times more, a huge piece of land. Uh, with the mountain at the, the jungle at the back, facing the, the sea. So, the, uh, they move uh, before the arrival of the Japanese, but unfortunately, they are going to be obliged to evacuate Mariofil in February 45, when the Japanese Navy took over their property, and they have to return to town, because they choose Mariofil three kilometers away, because he was away from uh, bombing, uh, a risk of, uh, it was considered as a more secure place. But in uh, February 45, they have to come back to town. A, and if you are correct, it is when the college was in Mayofield that the uh, tick book, tick black book was hidden. But the, uh, the priests have the freedom of their movement. I mean, there uh, is no, no strange at all that uh, uh, Father Rouen could have come to, to the college in Pulauticus to, to, to hide his book somewhere. There is no, no, he has to come for a meeting with the sister, who were uh, IG sister, who were occupying the, uh, the college during the war. Uh, the Japanese who opened a public school, a Japanese school, inside the, the college. So, uh, as a, uh, responsible, uh, you have to, to, to come regularly to have a look at the situation. You know, I noticed that they start preparing for the worst, right? In the, in the 30s, actually, the late 30s. Now, the Japanese didn't really invade us until the early 40s. Uh, who was the one to decide to make all these preparations? But the, it's true that you know, the, 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 the war started in Malaya only on the 8th of December. But the preparation by the British started much earlier. For me, the, the critical date is 1936, the construction of Batumaong Fort, Penang, become fortress. That means the war is a possibility if the British are starting to, uh, to build defense uh, building. And it's where I, will, I started, in fact, in 1938, not to translate yet the, the full uh, diary, but to mention whatever was linked to the, the war. In 1938, the British asked the, uh, for a piece of land in uh, Tanjong Bunga to build some defense uh, so, he's in the hair already. Mm. And don't forget that if the war, the Pacific War, starts only in 41, on the Western Front, 
The war started in 39. Mm -hmm. uh, the, what we have called later the, the funny war, uh, the declaration of war between France, Germany, and England, uh, September 39, when no, nothing will happen before May 40. And then it happened so fast. <laughs> in June 40, it was over. The, it was a good reason for the, for the priest to know that uh, something was coming for them soon. It was just a matter of time. So, and also, one more reason. Before to join the MEP, Father Rouen has been a soldier during World War I. And he became an uh, under-lieutenant, sous-lieutenant. I mean, he have learned the, the trick of the war, and that's the reason why for him to prepare to dig a trench to protect the bombing of was nothing, uh, nothing new for him. He knew, he knew what he was about. Mm -hmm. And that's why as early as uh, 1938, he was starting to do some war preparation or study in Mayofield where he will be the best spot to, to dig the trench uh, and so on. So yeah, the, the, the thing come, come slowly in the, it doesn't happen on the 8th December 1941, it's a, a slow process. Mm. The way I, I read it, like business went on as usual, albeit everything is expensive. Uh, you think that the Japanese would nationalize everything, but instead the locals are allowed to carry on with their trade. Uh, how is that? Because when uh, this Clement posed me a question, you know, how did uh, Wuhan get to negotiate so well with the Japanese. What's so different with the Japanese here and not with the Japanese elsewhere? Is it because of the Navy that is in charge? De definitely, that's a, you, you point a very interesting, important point. Penang have been occupied by the Japanese Navy, not by the Japanese Army. And I think for Penang, thanks to for, for Penang, it make a difference. It looks like the uh, the Japanese uh, Navy was better behaved. Don't forget that the, the Kampetai, the, the, the famous police, was under the army, not under the, the Navy, and they uh, often were uh, across each other. The, the officer of the Navy uh, didn't really appreciate the, the behavior of the, uh, of the Kampetai, to the point that uh, Father Rouen mentioned that one uh, uh, officer in charge of the Campetai have been removed by the, by the Navy in Penang. You don't say why, most probably it was too much. It was, uh, no, that's uh, definitely, and, and the, maybe the best uh, example is towards the end of the war when they are back to college, Pula Oticus, and uh, Father Rouen with uh, the director of the brother decided to pay a courtesy visit to uh, the chief of staff of the admiral, which is living next door to the novitiate, living in the house which still exists today, is the Alan Locke uh, house. Uh, the three houses were together the college, the uh, novitiate, and uh, Alan Locke uh, house, which, is, which still exists uh, today. So was the residence of the superior officer of the Navy. And they were uh, welcome with courtesy to the point that uh, even the, 
the officer land to Father Rouen is a projector uh, with film, which was taken by a British doctor before the war uh, about the, uh, the Coutvin, uh, Lay Street Coven. Uh, so they, 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 they had a, uh, yeah, I mean, a courteous uh, relationship when it was possible mm -hmm. for the sake of the, of the college, of course. Was it, was it Father Rohan's contribution mentioning something about some of the Japanese officers being Catholics? No, I, I, I don't know whether that was written yeah, by Father it, Rohan or was it written by you or whether that was your it contribution. Is, it is something also interesting that among the, the, the Japanese uh, occupant, uh, soldier and officer, were few Catholic or not many the, because the MEP have done uh, work in Japan. Uh, they had a mission in Japan and they had the opportunity to meet some Japanese uh, and they, 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 they used to know uh, the same people. They, 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 they used to remember the, the, the father, MEP father who teach them. Uh, they, uh, they remember one of them said that his brother become uh, a Catholic priest. Uh, some of them was perfectly speaking French. So that was, uh, I mean, on the margin, on the margin of the occupation, but still uh, significant to note. Yeah, that some, uh, uh, some. That's why there's no such thing as black and white. Uh, I think it's a much more uh, many shades of grey, as we say today, uh, where uh, the, as all the Japanese were most probably not the same, not the Babayan that uh, they are uh, often too often painted. Uh, like, I, I, I like this, uh, this image uh, towards the end uh, where uh, Father Ruo is looking uh, at a Japanese soldier helping the student to plaque Mangustan on the tree without command, nothing more, nothing less. I mean, it doesn't say anything about it, just a report. It's a fact of life. Then the one uh, Malay chap is going to denounce some Chinese brothers because they are communist, typing, but a Malay guy is going to save Father Rouen from arrest uh, by the Japanese. He's going to, testi to, testi to testify for him. That's that he knows him. Uh, it's a, yeah, I think it's many shades of gray more than black and white. Okay, we're, we're going to be winding down. Yeah. Another thing is that I'm just surprised to read that there was actually an education officer. I mean, you'd think that we'd only find military officers. I believe that it's for all the schools, not just the college general. Um, I'm not sure if during that time they allowed the uh, Chinese uh, medium schools to uh, operate. They, uh, first, the Chinese school was not allowed to operate at the same time. The, the, the school was allowed to reopen by uh, April 42, uh, but not the, the Chinese one. The Chinese one was allowed to operate only a few months later, but without Mandarin language. They had either to use uh, Malay, Japanese, or uh, dialect, but not Mandarin. So that definitively the, uh, the Chinese was uh, a lot uh, Aside, apart, they were definitely not treated as the uh, as the other uh, uh, Malayan people. I don't forget that uh, uh, Japan was at war with China, 
uh, started the world, started uh, many years uh, in China in 1937. Uh, so the, a lot is true that the, the uh, Japanese had uh, educational policy, as they have a religion policy, they had meeting with the, uh, the superior uh, to, uh, to tell them what, to, what they was expecting from them, what they was allowed to do, not allowed to, to do. But what is interesting to notice is that it evolved with time. What was true in June 1942 was uh, no more true in 1943 or 44 and 45. The position of the Japanese uh, evolved along the, along the way. That is that by the end of the, the year 42 uh, was quite all right. Uh, beginning of 43, by the end of 43 that the college started to worry, the Catholic at large started to worry when the Japanese uh, broke the Catholic cross at the Assumption Church, at the Coven, Light Street Coven, uh, Light Street Coven, uh, that they, they, they were a little bit worried about the, what will happen to, to them. And the situation worsened with time in '43 to the point that they was not sure they will be able to teach anymore. And they have to ask the Bishop of Malacca to send them a priest, a local priest, to take over in case of arrest. That means they, they were expecting any time to be arrested. So in that case, it was very important for the institution to carry on, to have somebody in charge. And his father Aloysius, which was sent uh, and formed by uh, Father Rouen as a possible uh, replacement in case. Mm. And as Father Rouen writes in his diary, uh, our uh, sweet case is ready. We don't know when we are going to be arrested. It was, uh, yeah, that's why the, the situation was uh, uh, moving. It's not, uh, it's not something uh, uh, on January 42 and January 45. It was not the same, uh, mm -hmm. not the same situation. Okay. Before we end session, I'd like to remind everyone here that the museum is just next door. Do try and drop by uh, if you do have the time. And thank you everyone for being here. And I'd like to thank Serge for this lovely book. <laughs> thank you.